Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. It is coronavirus that I want to begin the week with. From this vantage point, a couple of different things. I'm just reflecting on the weekend that I've just had and the fact that Halloween was last night and how I saw a lot of activity this weekend as I was out and about and all over the place just leading a normal life that makes me wonder whether Bill Maher was right on Friday night. I'll come to this in a moment when he said, hey, it's over. It is the, the the pandemic is over. It is time to just resume living your life. And either I'm wearing a mask or I'm getting vaxxed. I'm not doing both. Or more specifically, as Mar said, you can't make me mask if I've had the vaccine. And my question to all of you, and yes, it's a survey question today, but my real question to all of you is, have we reached a tipping point where almost no matter what the data says, Americans have decided this is in the rear view mirror. A couple of different stories that I've I've sourced and posted at Smirconish.com help me crystallize this issue. And I'll begin with, you know, I'll begin with the worst of them, which comes from the Associated Press, Carla Johnson, the medical writer for the Associated Press. Headline, COVID-19's global death toll, Five million in under two years. The global death toll from COVID-19 topped five million as of today. That's less than two years into a crisis that has not only devastated poor countries, but also humbled wealthy ones with first rate health care systems. How about this? Together, the United States, the European Union, Britain and Brazil, all upper middle or high income countries account for one eighth of the world's population. But nearly half of all reported deaths. Why is that the case? The U.S. alone has recorded over 740,000. Why? Why are the countries with the most advanced health care registering a disproportionate number of deaths? Is it because of urban concentration? Could could it could that be what it is? I, I don't I, I truly I don't know the answer to that question. The death toll, as tallied by Johns Hopkins University, is about equal to the populations of Los Angeles and San Francisco combined. So that's what we're talking about in terms of the scope. Africa remains the world's least vaccinated region with just about five percent of the population's one point three billion fully covered. Which makes me worry if, if the worst is yet to come in some regions of the globe. Okay. So there's the AP saying there's the AP saying that the total death count as of right now is five million folks in under two years who have died from coronavirus. 
Then factor in the Washington Post story today, page one. How does a pandemic start winding down? You're looking at it. The pandemic isn't over, but new cases nationally have dropped below 75,000 a day, less than half the number in August. The United States will soon reopen land borders to vaccinated visitors and lift several international travel restrictions. More than two million people boarded flights last Sunday. I guess that was last Sunday. That was before American Airlines canceled all the flights for this weekend. Not too far from pre-pandemic travel levels. The holidays are coming. It won't be like 2020 this time. It's already obvious in the Halloween decorations. So over the top, it looks like people are overcompensating for last year's depressed trick or treating. Did you see a lot of trick or treating last night? Not in my neighborhood, but when I I was driving and I saw a lot of kids. Same. I um there I know where there were the pockets. Like I know where the kids on my street went. Our our street is aging up a little bit. There was not a lot last night. It was very quiet, but our old neighborhood hopping. Street closed, insanity, really everyone making up for lack, you know, for for yeah, last year. You used to always tell me that yours was like nirvana for it, kids and kids and kids. Unbelievable. House, funny, house, 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 house. It's funny how a neighborhood changes like that, isn't, isn't it? it? Yep. It's it's kind of odd almost that, that there's not like a mix of old and young. It seems like everybody ages, everybody moves out. Our neighborhood is doing, is, is undergoing the same kind of thing. But our old neighborhood was definitely, it's all starter homes. It's those GI houses that were built right after the war and people are not staying in them as much. They are still starter homes. So they have young families and it's really, really special to walk through there. More than a thousand people on average are still dying. I'm giving you all the, the data on the pandemic and, and I'm headed toward asking you is Bill Moore is Bill Maher right with what he said Friday night? More than a thousand people on average are still dying of COVID every day in the United States. And I underscored the next part that I'm reading. Again, this source is the Washington Post. It's posted on my website. It's in today's newsletter. Administration officials and many disease experts stress that the return to normalcy hinges on when and how many of the more than 60 million remaining eligible Americans get vaccinated. Scott Gottlieb, the former FDA commissioner, says Delta may be our last major wave of infection as COVID transitions to a more endemic virus. It'll continue to evolve, probably requiring occasional updates to our vaccines every year or two. Meanwhile, says the Washington Post, the American public, even while resuming many pre-pandemic activities, is keenly aware that normal life hasn't returned. A recent Quinnipiac survey asked when things will be back to normal, and 81% of adults answered about a year or more, and 26% answered never. Let me stop on that. That's an interesting question. When will things be back to normal? I I hate to punt, but how do you define normal? I think we'll always be left with some vestiges of it. I'll ask it a different way. I was at um, I was at Giant on Saturday. I was at Giant. I was at Acme on Friday and Giant on Saturday. Feels like you didn't do very well at Acme. That's very good, TC. Mm. I must say, every once in a while, you you startle me with your humor. And you know what is so it's, funny? Wow. Your, your surprise yeah. is hysterical every time. Okay. No. So Friday was strictly an OJ run <laughs> because I can't go do the CNN show without OJ and we were out. Mm. 
So, but here's the point I wanted to make. So I walked, I walked into Acme on Friday and Giant on Saturday, similarly clutching my mask, clutching my mask to survey the vibe inside. Okay, wait, I did similarly. What did you see? I masked up. I did too. Yeah, and every then, single and then person. I masked up. But if if the if everybody yeah. I didn't want to make anybody I'm fully vaxxed. But I'm Michael, about to get my booster. It wasn't when I went to the grocery store this weekend, it wasn't that there were some masked and some unmasked. Everybody was masked. Yes. Every single person. Yes. Yes. Well, frankly, I noticed more at Acme than I did at Giant, which is three miles down the road. Interesting. But that's just my informal survey. Okay. So 81% of Americans say about a year from now we'll be back to normal. 26% say we will never be back to normal. Today is the day. Coming now to story number three. This is from the New York Post. More than 24,000 city workers will be forced to stay home today because Mayor Bill de Blasio's vaccine mandate goes into effect, raising concerns about the impact on emergency response times in the five boroughs. That is the question everybody is asking. How many more minutes will it take to respond? How many more lives will be lost as a result? There has been. These vaccine mandates work. There's been a 14% bump in the number of city government workers who've gotten at least one shot since de Blasio announced the mandate back on October 20. Thousands of others will still be placed on unpaid leave unless they are given the jab today. All right. In this context now... It's Friday night. It's Bill Maher, real time. His guests, by the way, Chris Coons, and also Caitlin Flanagan. I thought she was very funny from The Atlantic. But I want to drill down on Bill Maher's comments because the survey question today asks, do you agree with what you're about to hear? I'm not sure what the latest Dr. Fauci thing was on Halloween. He's changed his mind a lot, but I think it was go and do it. I hope so, because it certainly has been my position since the beginning of this. Just resume living. Uh, you know, I mean, come on. The, the, the 15 of 100,000, that's where we are cases in California. 15 cases per 100,000 people. I know some people seem to not want to give up on the wonderful pandemic, but you know what? <laughs> it's over. There's always going to be a variance. You shouldn't have to wear masks. I should be able, I haven't had a meeting with my staff since March of 2020. Why? I don't know, the state, the corporate, whoever it is, you're being fucking, re- sorry again. Why well, well, I, I know, because you're a senator and you shouldn't hear bad language, I forget. I'm Never sorry. heard that word. I Never know, heard. I know. Um, but really, I mean, also vaccine, mask, pick one. You got to pick. You can't make me mask if I've had the vaccine. How just resume living. See, I worry that that's an invitation to those who aren't vaxxed. I, I, I want Mars. I accept Mars message for me because I'm, you know, I'm fully vaxxed. I worry that I worry, for example, that the first responders in New York City will hear this and say, yeah, that's right. Let's just re- no, not you. <laughs> the rest of us, the rest of us, I'm ready to move forward. The people who have not been vaxxed, I still want them subject to to mandates. And I must say, I'm also sympathetic as I reflect on Acme and Giant when he says, you know, like, like pick your poison. Y- you can't make me do both. You can't make me mask if I've had the vaccine. Isn't it a charade of sorts? I know, TC, you're going to tell me, no, you can still transmit even though you've been. What really are the odds of that? I, I'm, I, and I, and I, I read the signs on the door. 
Like today at Starbucks, when I went in, I took another look at that sign. That sign is that sign says, if you're vaxxed, then it's optional. Good. I, I, I'm in and I'm out. I order my coffee in advance and I did not, I didn't go through the charade today that I went through at the supermarket over the weekend. I walked in without a mask and I grabbed my coffee. Good morning. Good morning. And I walked out. But it's not a charade. I mean, in my mind, you're protecting people that are unable to get the vaccine. And I have someone very close to me in my life who cannot get the vaccine. In my mind, he or she is always on my mind. So it's not people who refuse to get the vaccine that I'm worried about. Frankly, I'm not but worried about that. I don't think that person... I'm only worried about them insofar as they're endangering someone I love. But I don't think the person that you're worried about needs to worry about me. She needs to worry about the New York City firefighter who won't go get a vaccine and today is not going to be employed. Yeah, but that person is infecting you and then you can infect her. That's the problem. Do you agree with Bill Maher when he says, let's just resume living. It's over. You can't make me mask if I've had the vaccine. One more thing, if I may. Indulge me because I thought Caitlin Flanagan, who writes for The Atlantic, was very funny. Here's the remainder of that repartee from Friday night on Real Time. I have broken up with COVID. It's not working for me anymore. (laughs) I stayed home the first year. I was a good girlfriend. He was a little abusive. Then I got the vaccine. I walked out of the CVS. I hadn't been that thrilled coming out of a drugstore since I got the birth control pill in 1981. She was funny. She was funny. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.